Today I want to talk about understanding growth. That's what I want to talk about. The Lord will give, will help us. But before then, I want to give, I want to say something that, you see, one of the, 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 the main reason why we engage the word of God, why we have to engage the word of God, is that any, any, any premise upon which you place your life that is not God's word um, is a lie. And this is what the enemy does many times. The enemy sells a false hope. And if he sells a false hope, immediately you buy a false hope. No matter how victorious you are on that false hope, you will experience emptiness. Like imagine running fast on the wrong tracks. Huh? Imagine running fast on the what? On the wrong track. It doesn't matter. You can't break any record. Any, any record you break, you will find out, you will be shocked that you are not given any trophy. And the reason is that you are on the wrong track. So what the, what the devil does is that he gives a false hope. And when he gives you a false hope, you pursue that hope. Even if you achieve that hope, you will still wonder how come you are empty. You will wonder, how come I'm empty? I thought I've achieved this. And so the world is running on a false hope. And a lot of believers are also running on a false hope. So that's why when we come to church, we try to paint the real hope. You know, the, in the morning service, I was talking about marriage. And um, people still don't know. People still don't appreciate the, the, the place of marriage in their lives. Like they don't appreciate it. Why? Because they don't understand it. You understand? They don't understand this, the implication. Huh? The implication of it, you know, and its implications are very serious. You see, generally speaking, in life generally, the most important things are usually the things we neglect. I tell you the truth. We neglect the very... Now, do you know... Every, most people in the world do not have a plan. 90% of people in this old earth do not have a plan on how to make sure they get to heaven. Like, how would you not have a plan on making heaven? It's one of the things that shocks me most. That you are sure you will die. And when you compare the amount of the, the season of life on earth... And the season of life, the, the stretch of life after you have left this earth. Like the most, the smartest of us are those making sure they make heaven. But you, re, you rarely go to a seminar where there are people who are being taught how to make heaven. And in fact, when we are teaching people how to make heaven, they tell you are jobless. But immediately, you, this body falls down. All the memorial service and remembrance service we are doing for anyone... It's completely irrelevant. If the person is born in hell, every all the talks we're just giving ourselves. You know, when he was on earth, he was such a giver. Oh, I remember the day he called me and told me that day I felt, and the guy is in hell, burning. 
and is wishing the people doing the memorial service absent. I say, hey. okay. <laughs> Listen, we like to say nice things after people have died. Rest in peace, gone to glory. I tell you the truth, and, and, and listen, you might be here, you don't know the Lord, or you know the Lord, and you're living in sin. I tell you the truth, you don't want to spend eternity in hell. You don't want to. Like, it's, you can't change your mind. A condition where you can't change your mind. You can't say, God, I'm sorry, what can I do to come to the other side? I think one of the smartest things you should do in your life is to make sure that at any point in life, you can go to heaven. I'm telling you the truth. It's, 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 it's a smarter decision than arranging your CV. A lot of you are carried away by making sure your CV is, uh, is, is properly arranged. You do everything so that there are things more important than CV. Immediately you lose your breath. You are gone. Some of us behave as if we won't die. Even if you won't die, the end will come and meet you. And some of you are planning that they say everybody will die. So you are waiting that people are still plenty. <laughs> I'm telling you, as stupid as that sounds, you'll be shocked. Some people are holding on to that demonic life. That if uh, everybody will die, people will see plenty. That end never reach. Not everybody will die. You. So when God likes, he blows the whistle. Blows the whistle, we're done. I'll tell you the truth. These are the things that makes that make sense to me. These are the things that that um, help me to stay on course. Huh? And to deal with any demon or devil that wants to take me out of course. These are the things. The things that matter. Listen, the things that matter, if you focus on them, the world will not applaud you. Do you know how some people feel intelligent because they can speak English? And the world actually applauds people that can speak. Imagine you can speak English. And, and it's such a big deal. Like, someone's like she's, He's so well spoken. Like, what, is that, what is the value of that? To life itself. You can be well spoken and you are a beast. You can be well spoken and you are very ex- extremely abusive. Like it has, it has no value to the quality of human life. Like, like English is English just the way Yoruba is Yoruba. It's not a superior language. Are we together, friends? So I need you to come down on false hopes and go back to the drawing table and find out what are the value, what are the important things in life. One, your state with God. Very important. It's more important than your job. Me and God, are we good? Are we fine? It's more important than your job. It's more important than your career. It's more important. Huh? If you're married... The next important thing is your home. Very important. People don't count this as important. That's why they make very strange decisions. Strange. Strange. You see a 20-year-old, 25-year-old or 28-year-old man, you say, 
where are you? I'm in uh, Mexico or I'm in Spain. My wife is in Nigeria. And they can do that for four years, five years. That's because the guy thinks that he's, and he says he's doing it for the family. Because the guy has an assumption that economy is more important, more valuable than the home itself. And even the wife said, we'll release him and say, the Lord will open the door for you. Now, now, if they knew what marriage is and the place God has put marriage, they will know that marriage before economy. Any economic decision that will have, that would, that would hinder and, 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 and create and destroy my home is not, is, it doesn't make any sense. Right? Yes, sir. And the truth is, if you make the main things the main thing, God will take care of other things. Yes. Tell the truth. God will take care of other things. Huh? children. Important. I need you to learn to to just simplify life. And don't allow the world tell us what life is. We should let them know what life is. We need to simplify the life. Go to the book, the holy book and find out, God, what's important to you? For example, as a church, what's important to God as a church? If I don't know what's important to God as a church, we'll miss everything. What's important to God as a church? His glory, his presence. First thing, the house must be conducive for God to move in whenever he likes. You know? How, do we, how does that happen? We have to make him priority. Huh? It means that God has to be priority, not the people. Immediately the people is priority, the glory will not, will not be upon the house. Yeah. The people is not priority. The people's needs is not priority. So we don't set up the church to meet people's needs. We set up the church in a way where God can come in whenever he feels like. Uh, So we're not in the bondage of making the people happy. Because if you want to meet the people's needs, you will do a lot of crazy things. Today you will start with a business seminar. After that, you will find out the people are not smiling. So you will need a comedian to get them to smile. Right? And you keep doing crazy stuff just to keep the people. And when one, one, one sex segment are happy, the other are not happy, you create something for the other one so that you carry everybody along. <laughs> Tedious, right? Then you'll be concerned about, you, you'll, be too carried away with, you'll be too carried away about maybe the music. The music has to be good. If God is not first, his music is first, then you'll put people on the, people who are not saved there. You know, the keyboardist is not born again. The drummer is not born again. So after the guy finishes playing, he will take a stroll outside and wait for the preaching to be done. He will come back. And guess what? He will collect money. Do you know the F1 tree, the crazy things we do? We, we even give church money to people who don't even have God's calling. Yeah, we do that a lot. Why? Because we just want every we want the people happy. Huh? The keyboardist is not saved. The pastor knows the keyboardist is not saved, but he's acting as if he does not know. <laughs> he's just blocking his mind from it. The drummer is not saved. You know, and I mean, if he's a keyboardist, then the, the everybody assumes that well, he's part of us, and then he has one or two or three girlfriends in the congregation, and they are all having all the fun they can have. 
Crazy, right? Crazy. But if God was priority, we will just focus on the Lord. And even if there's no music, we'll wait till when God brings his own keyboards, his own drummer. And if he doesn't bring it, that's okay. We'll clap our hands. The most powerful songs you sing when there's trouble, you don't need keyboard for it. (laughs) You just clap your hand and say, Oh, Lord. The Lord <laughs> and you are fine. You are fine. You are fine. Are you with me? I hear loud in my spirit. Can we just drop all the old drama? Just drop it. Let's be done with the drama. The Bible says it with, it's with unveiled faces. Let's take away the drama and take away the, you know, as though God does not know us. It's the glory. After the glory, what's important? The connection, the love amongst one another. The people have to genuinely love themselves. Jesus Christ said, by this shall men know that you are my disciples when you love one another. That's how. So we just, we just have to love ourselves. We have to work at that. And what's love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is all of that. So it means that love triumphs in trouble. That's the meaning of love is patient. It means that it, it, there will be a need for patience. Whenever there's a need for patience, it's because there's trouble. I go to First Corinthians chapter thirteen. This is our syllabus today. Our glorious handout. What my lecturers showed me when I was in university, I will show you to as a spiritual lecturer. <laughs> Though I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I, can, I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. So it means that faith, gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, all those gifts do not come before loving one another. So a church must put love on loving one another before that. This was how the false prophets entered our midst. Yeah, this was how the false prophets and the, and the, the false prophets, let me explain this. The false prophets and um, the 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 one who started as genuine prophets but, but left because of life of sin. There are some who were never saved before. That the TB Joshua's, Jeremiah, Fufunyeni, those ones were never saved. You understand? I like calling those names. It, there's a reason because I want you to be angry. Now, there's a reason why I want you to be angry. I want you to know that you don't have the spirit. That that's why you are angry. What would that cause? I want you to make a choice. Either to repent or not come again. It's victory for me when some of you don't return. It's, it's a sign of progress. You get the point. It's a a sign of that the church is... Your your discomfort is accolade for me. I feel like I've succeeded. 
So it's not like I made a mistake or a statement. They said, I enjoy all in preaching, but that thing we ain't talk. Now that thing gone, gone, I plan talk. No, we say I mistakenly talk about. Why, why, because, why? Because the numbers don't come first for us. Yes, it's not the numbers that comes first. It's the, glory, you know, it's, it's the weight of God's glory that comes first. So that, so that we can have God's people. And listen, we, we can have a big church but not God's people. The church has to be God's people. What I mean by that is that I don't mean that the people are perfect. But I just mean the people are loyal to the Lord. That, that, that I'm not going to turn my imperfection to a new law. Like, we won't respect ourselves in a way where, even though we're struggling with something, we still agree that it's a struggle, the Lord is correct, I'm wrong. But we're not going to turn your struggle to, 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 to pattern. You are not that important. There's nothing you have. You don't have power. You don't have presence. You don't have money. You don't have anything that is... That, 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 that makes it important for you to stay. Now, it's, you need what we have. Yeah. Are we together here? Yes, what was I saying? No, so, false prophet. So, those who were never saved. Now, it's, it's, it's a shame. Listen, when we were even Muslims, when I was a Muslim, the Muslim community new prophets who are not of, of, of... When I was a Muslim, we knew T.B. Joshua was not saved. As Muslims, we didn't count... Yeah, it was later, after the rebranding. Yeah, because some of you are quite young. You might not know, are younger than me, even though I'm also very young. But some of you did not know. The rebranding happened later, before it was just Jalamia. With the beard, it was, it was obvious then. We Muslims knew. When we want to call men of God, we Muslim, because I used to be a Muslim, we knew that the Jew and this one are original. You know, but, but the church fell to the point where even our discernment, even the church could no longer even discern. And then the, re, the way, f- so we have the false prophets, those who are not saved. Then we have those who we are saved, you see, but because of a life of sin, they wanted to live a life of sin. And they didn't want to repent. The spirit of God left, but they still wanted to continue in the faith as leaders. Now, what happened was that when the church began to focus on the gifts of the spirit, which is an important part of church, are you with me? It, 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 it gave room for false prophets. Because false prophets could also come with lying signs and wonders. And if we made that priority, then they could enter our midst because they would do it and we'll accept them. You see, when we make love priority, love is not fancy. Love is not glamorous. Huh? Love is not glamorous. Why do I know love is not glamorous? Look at what love does. Now, how many of you, it says if I have faith to move mountains, to move a mountain, is it not glamorous? That's why the guy in, in South Africa, um, Organized fake resurrection. That's Alf, Aflukao. <laughs> False resurrection. Why? Because it's glamorous. Right? Yes, 
And what they did was they just started to also perform lying signs and wonders, and then they infiltrated our midst. And now the next thing they are doing now is to get validation from the original ones. Yeah. Invite the original ones. The original ones bless them. Then we the mumu ah, if <laughs> you know in second in primary school say if if I can beat I can beat uh, Shola and Shola beat Kevin ah. <laughs> <laughs> I beat Shola last week, and then Shola come beat Kevin. Where Kevin? Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the next thing they do. That was what this guy wanted to do with Peter. By Jesus, Simon, by Jesus, he wanted to do that with Peter. Okay, this guy has the Holy Ghost. Let him put validation on me. Let me pay him, and it's the same way. It's payment. When you see a father bless a false prophet, money has gone. It's all, money has gone. Why do I know? How come they can't bless you? Because you don't have... And <laughs> see, can we talk, can we just be talking like this? See, money is very powerful and it's not demonic. And it's one of the ways to have access actually. And you can use it for the right reasons. You can use it for the wrong reasons. There was a way Solomon gave God an offering. God appeared to him. Yeah. God appeared to him. Ah, ah, what do you want? So, so if God can appear because of Solomon's offering. I tell you the truth. I, I tell you the truth. When you honor, when you honor the the, when you honor something greater than you, you attract it. We can want to sound spiritual and say, "Listen, there are, there are people who will call me. I'll be more prone to to respond to them quicker because they show me more honor." And I don't want anything. There are people I will pray for. For I don't pray. For, everybody doesn't have the same time. Of by prayer. I don't know. You, you might laugh, but it's not. It's, it's the honor. It's not necessarily the money. Yeah. But sometimes money is a tool for that honor. You know. But there's also a way. There are people who who I give more. Who I give to. Like I'm. The, I'm the one who give to them. But when they call me, I respond faster than that someone else. Why? Because they might not give to me, but they honor me. So it's not always money. Money is just one of the tools for honor. And then we, we, God says, if you honor me, I honor you. It's, it's a spiritual law. Do we get the point? Yes. And so we, ha- we have all those false, false guys because of this. But let's look at chapter, verse 3. Or let's keep reading. Do I bestow all my gifts? The next verse, please. Love suffers long. Love is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not what? It's not puffed up. Now this is, this, this has been made priority. According to this chapter of scripture, it means the love life is of greater priority than the gift life. That the church must 
put this first before the gift. And this is exactly what, what I'm saying is exactly what this chapter is saying. Because before the introduction of this chapter, the chapter 12, are you with me, friends? The chapter 12 was all talking about the gifts of the Spirit, all of it. Now, in the last verse of the chapter 12, the last two verses of chapter 12 was when Paul now says, okay, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. And that was when he now started the love conversation. Praise God. Are we together, friends? That's when he started the love conversation. See, but NSP desired the best gift. The old conversation in 12 was gift. Then he now says, I, and yet I show you a more excellent way. Then we went to chapter 13 and he began to talk about how if you operate those gifts and you don't have love, are you together with me? Then it is nothing. So there can be emptiness even though there are manifestations. There can be a baptism of emptiness. That's why you notice that the biggest fools, Christian fools, are, are members of a church where there's a lot of manifestation, but the prophet is false. Yeah. You see, the people, it, it, will be, it will be as if their brain goes on holiday. Yeah, it will be like that. I, I share with you the story of the, of, of the woman who is usually used for a false miracle where she stretches her hands. And there were videos everywhere that she had gone to about five churches to do it. One of the churches is here, Chris's church, Okafo's church, is here. Now, listen to this. Don't criticize, hear me, friends. Don't criticize a man of God who has failures or errors. Don't do that. Because you might miss what I'm saying. You might think, I, don't criticize them. I'm not criticizing men of God. I'm talking about people who are not Christians. So, don't criticize a man of God. If you hear something happen to a man of God, don't do that. Men of God make, have failures, can make blunders. But I'm talking of those who are in for profit, for business, who are not saved, who don't have the spirit of God in them. That's what I'm talking about. So don't think I'm criticizing. I will never criticize men of God. There are men of God that don't agree with a lot of things that they say, but I never criticize them. A lot. They do stuff. In fact, I don't even criticize a man of God who shares his, who has a, 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 a teaching that is inaccurate because I'm not the one who called him. You, know, so you can't work for glow and get query from MTN. So I'm not the one who called the man of God. So I don't care whatever is happening in his life. In fact, immediately I found out everybody is abusing one man of God. That's the day I start liking the man. I might not have liked him right from the one. Immediately everybody hates him. That's when I will look for something that me, I will like. That's my own covenant with God. That's how I relate with men of God. I am complete bias. Even though what you are saying is correct, I'm seeing it like this. Say, that woman is a thief. I'll say, she's still your money. Even though personally, I've said she's a thief alone. But I will never. Are <laughs> you together with me? So, love suffers long and is kind, right? Now, this comes first. We must have a community where we what? Suffer long. One that is kind. Love does not what envy. Love does not what parade itself. Love is not what puffed up. Now, this stuff is the life, is the life of the believer. This is what the believer should live by every day. The challenge is that we haven't really learned this. 
And if you haven't learned this, those who will suffer from it are those closest to you. Listen, your, your, who you really are is known by those closest to you, is experienced by those closest to you. The farther people are to you, the nicer you are. So it's not as if your husband is telling you a lie. It's not that he's close to you. He can see your, 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 your craziness. You understand? So next time you are hyping yourself because, you know, uh, you have street credibility. You understand? And <laughs> <laughs> I say, ah, 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 you are just, you know, <laughs> you think you're a big deal. No, you're not a big deal. Those people, if they make the mistake of marrying you, they'll find out you are not all that. So, so also, a, a, a community like this should so engage that we're going to engage so intimately and we'll find out that we're not all that, but yet we make ourselves all that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to put a value in you that I see a reason not to put it. So it's going to, it's going to be an environment where we're suffering. Yeah, we suffer. I've, I've, suffered, I've suffered several times. Yeah, from people who would not change. Yeah, I've seen people who would not change. Sometimes you are, you, are, you, are, you are dealing with one character of one person for 10 years, 8 years, and the person will not change. And then you have to keep saying the right things, saying the good things. Of course, there will be days of rebuke, but you are there. In fact, people will come and say, ah, this, this person is there with you. Ah, you, they try you. And then you have to give a response. I say, no, I know they try you. Now, correct guy. I know they try. But you know, say you did. They try. Are you with me here? So it's not like it's a perfect place. It's just that there is a God who has told us how to relate. And then we choose to relate that way. Uh, so we suffer long, we're kind. Now, it is on this basis, are you with me, friends? Yes, it's only on this basis that we can establish the kingdom. Yeah. I tell you the truth. If we're not practicing this, we will not have the kingdom in our midst. Praise God. Yeah. We won't have the kingdom in our midst. And so, sometimes you back out most times when you, at the very point where you have an opportunity to be a Christian, you find out something and um, a craziness, a crazy act from someone, that is the day you back out. Whereas that was your only day you could have been a Christian. The other ones, you were not being a Christian because there was no reason to love. Now, you will usually back out when there is a reason to love. Because if, if, if love is going to, let's, let's read. Go to the next verse. If love is, is, does not behave rudely, does not seek his own, is not provoked. What does that mean? It means that there's provocation. Then love now says, I'm lovable. I don't go provoke. So if there was no provocation, you can't say you are in love. So, so, so many people, for example, in the context of marriage, many people go after a woman... Because of the great qualities of that woman. 
Uh, how do you want to marry? You know, I just want to marry. There's just a piece you have. There's just a carriage you have. You know, I like your so, 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 so. Now, that's beautiful. But in the marriage, that is when you have a reason to love. Because you are now going to see what will provoke you. Then the journey of love starts. That other one, I love you, that you said before the marriage. No, you love yourself. Yeah. What happened was you saw something good in the person that will do you good. So it was yourself you were loving. And like, well, the back by the jello training. And then you didn't know it's all scam. That you, you thought you are be, you are you are scamming someone, but you are you are scamming yourself. <laughs> because the greatest woman in the world that you are about marrying is not altogether the greatest woman in the world. That sounded like a cow. <laughs> and then the provocation start, then it is now time to love. It's now time to love because there is provocation. You know, there was someone, uh, my wife and I, there was someone who really like hurt her so bad and all of that. Like really bad. And then my wife was asking, you see, when I'm, when I'm giving stories, just enjoy the story. Stop thinking, who hurt pastor so bad? <laughs> Stop stressing. Rebuke, rebuke the spirit of gossip. I'm just sharing a story that will make you enjoy the preaching. Make you understand the preaching better. And the person really, really, really hurt us so bad. And, and then the person came back and came around. And I told my wife, we're restoring the person to where the person was before the person left. I said, no, why? I said, I, said, I don't care how you feel. I don't care about it. Please, like, we need to talk about this. Oh, you talk about it. But why? Because I just have to be a Christian. I don't have to be a Christian. I don't feel like returning the person back. But the Bible says, I can't be teaching Luke chapter 15, verse 11, about the prodigal son. And the prodigal son comes back in my own case. And I send the prodigal son away. And I go back and preach it. It doesn't make any sense. If I can preach it, I must act it. That's what we saw in the Bible. We just have to practice it. Regardless of how we feel. I don't feel like it. So what do you talk about this? We seem to talk about that issue. Right, let's talk about the issue, but I already have a conclusion on that issue. You want to talk about? <laughs> now, not like I don't feel what she's feeling, or I'm not in the same feeling. I feel the same thing, and I understand the legitimacy of what she's saying. But I just have to be a Christian. Yeah. I just want to. I just want to meet God, and He can count few days where I, where I was a Christian. I just want to be a Christian. You see, the challenge, the, the challenge with being a man of God is that after a while, when you're a man of God and you're a successful one, you forget to be a Christian. And the anointing doesn't keep you alive. It's the lifestyle that keeps you alive. Yeah. After a while, you forget you're you, you be a man of God, you forget you're a Christian. And everybody will be alive because they are Christians. Man of God is the, is the work. Are you with me? So, love thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, rejoices in truth, right? Bears all things, believes all things. The word believes all things doesn't mean that when he's seeing a lie, he will say it's true. 
No, that's a fool. The world believes all things is that hope. It has hope that someone can get better. It's just, it's just a believer. It's not like somebody tell you a lie. I say, well, love, believe what, and you know it's a lie. No, that's not love. That's fully. It's talking about how you just believe in people. You don't conclude on people and say, this one, could that for more. No, no. It can be better. Right? Yes, Hope all things. What does love do? Endures all things. Right? Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they'll fail. Why? Because the prophecy will come to pass. That's the end. Right? But love, you always use it forever. Yeah. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. I, when we get to heaven, we won't say, Halakandi, or we won't have eight hours conference of tongue, eight hour tongues in heaven. So it will cease. After the while, we will calm down. Yeah. Yeah. We won't speak it all like, uh, uh. it won't be like that. When we get to heaven, we we'll just live the life. Yeah. You understand? I want to go here because the wall over here plenty. <laughs> <laughs> Before you charge yourself one hour, you charge, 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 charge. But well, there you just say, I'm a poor, I'm a poor, I'm a poor. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't get tired because we have not looked at anything in this book. Don't, don't get tired. All right? Don't get tired. It's too early. We have not looked at anything. <laughs> Relax. It's time. It's time. Huh? It's time. You know, there are places where they do 40 minutes, 45 minutes. If you wanted to finish service early, you would have gone there. You understand? And there are many places like that. You understand? But this place, you relax. When I'm ready, I'll release you. Maybe 25 minutes. I like to finish max 12.30 max. Why? Because by the time you're already troubled, it will be difficult for me to... You know, there's a way you can end the preaching. Just tune off in your heart. I'll now be struggling. Before I know, I'll the And my car will now be screaming. It doesn't matter what you're going through. That's <laughs> you Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. So, those are the important things. The glory, the love. The love that we share. It's not fickle. It's not smile. It's not uh, give somebody a smile today. I'm not talking of all those American love. It's not smile. It's deeper than that, right? I said it's deeper than that. John 12, 24. That will be our main scripture with which we shall. John 12. Let's just stay there. So you see, generally, when we, when we begin to discuss growth, 
what I feel the Lord will have me share with you is to help you to respond. You know, the other time I spoke about the seasons of prosperity. And I believe that teaching has helped you to understand where you are and to help you respond. You see, response is everything. How you respond. And then also this, this morning, I want you to know how to respond as we look at this topic. Understanding growth. Because that's the will of God for you. And um, so that you can understand response. Because if you see growth the way the world sees growth, then you wouldn't even know whether you are growing or not. Because the world has it all messed up. So we want to look at growth from a divine perspective, a divine lens, and then you, you, you focus that lens on your life, and then you will see you know, what to do and how to be. And I will just try and be quicker than, than I started. So growth is the gradual and fullest expression of the things and the realities God has kept in a man or in a thing. Growth is that gradual and fullest expression. So it's, it's not just fullest, it's, what, it's, the, it's the gradual expression. It's, it's, it's coming into all that God has stored up in you. Are you seeing that? The process of, of, of evolving into the original intent and the original potential that God has stored inside of you. That is what growth is. So God has stored potentials in us. And then the, it, 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 it evolves. You know, the Bible spoke about how the man grew in wisdom and in, in stature. And the resultant effect was he began to experience favor. The word favor means that he was not living on a grace level because of development that had, that had happened. Are you with me? Yes, Are you with me? Yes, that when you build something to a level, it begins to manifest some things because it's already built. Huh? Yeah. Build. You, sometimes you look at two people and you can really guess who can beat who. Because from the build of this person, the person has the grace to punish that other person. Things work because they've been built. Right? Yeah. It's been built. That's why it's going to what? It's going to work. You see, but it takes a process. You know, they are, during SOD, I was, I was talking about how the world sells success. We like to sell finished products as though that is what it is. There is no finished product that didn't go through a process. Any finished product that didn't go through a process is a deceiver. It's not possible. Are we here, friends? Now, the first thing I need you to understand is that growth is not fun. It's not interesting. And sometimes you are going through a tough period, a tough time. What's actually happening is growth. Usually when you, when you, when you ask yourself, am I growing? Sometimes what comes to your head is, is it fun? No. Growth is not, it's not fun. Huh? Growth is not what? It's not fun. Understand, know that and no peace. That, that you are not having it fun doesn't mean you are not growing. Sometimes you see people having fun and you are not having fun. And like, oh Lord, you are growing. But it's not what? It's not fun. 
Before the butterfly becomes a butterfly, see the process it goes through. Now, it's fun when it's butterfly, but he didn't become a butterfly via fun. Growth is tough. Growing this house, for example, is what? It's tough. It was tough before we got here. Now, there's some fun here, but there's still some toughness. It, It was tough. It was tough. Very tough. It was tough to pay to pay bills. Huh? We're at early suits. We're doing like 50K every Monday. And sometimes you don't know how the 50K will come. It was, it was not like we had some money store that we're picking the money from. It was tough. We moved to Manor Event Center. We're paying, we're doing about 600K every month. That's a church that was not one year. We membership of maybe 17 people. And we're doing about 600K monthly. It was tough, not fun. Then we had people who used to supply us speakers. And those guys would have gone to the club Friday and Saturday and were looking for them Sunday morning <laughs> to give us some dead speakers with dead amplifiers. I think Tunde was in charge of that department then. Now, it wasn't tough. It wasn't fun. It was tough. They would just hang the thing. The thing would be sounding... Somehow, and Abike is leading behind the poles, leading worship. She, you know, she just hides behind one pole. And then you are looking for the worship leader. Is there a worship leader? It was tough. It was tough not having a, 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 a keyboardist that were just singing like that. No keyboardist. Tough. How do you want to grow a church without a keyboardist in Lagos State? Where people just started church in one, in one week. They already have ushers with full suits. Everybody is suiting up. <laughs> you enter the place like this everywhere. Sharp. The lights. Pra, pra. You can probably carry your pillow and say, this is my church. That's on that. You just see one small girl that is just be singing and all of that. It was tough. Not fun. Growth is not fun. So, so when you are not having all the fun, can you know that you are growing? That because there's no fun doesn't mean there's no growth. Growth, growth can be tough. No matter how anointed you are, no matter the grace, growth is tough. In everything. In, in, in career, in business, in church, in marriage. Sometimes in just being a Christian. Even being a Christian sometimes can be tough. Just being a child of God sometimes can be tough. Sometimes we just wish can they... Like since we got saved from day one, we started by asking, am I hearing God? Am I hearing myself? Which one is giving my mind? It's tough. Then you're not God, so everybody's blasting tongues. You can't speak tongues. They now say, if I lay hands on you, you will begin to speak. I say, how? How? <laughs> and then they now lay the hands, and you're not wondering how. And everybody speaks in tongues. Only you did not speak. From meeting to meeting. Then one day, by faith, you're not able to say, raka, raka. And you know, the devil is a bully. And you're praying alone. I said, raka, raka. I say, uh, you are deceiving yourself. Yeah? 
don't blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. The, the sin against the Holy Spirit does not know forgiveness. <laughs> tough. It's tough. But growth is happening. Now, see how we are laughing about this. It was a major big deal for many of us. And then somebody here, we're all laughing, but it's not really funny to you. <laughs> like, uh, why are they laughing? This is a serious issue. Growth is tough. Growth is tough. You, you need to learn how to, how to live in grace in the midst of the toughness. When you hear Paul say things like, we have been persecuted, not this, not perplexed, not in despair. The things he was saying are not good things. He's just saying that it didn't go extremely bad. All he's saying is he's tough. But we are overcoming. Tough. It's not fun. It's not fun. To learn how to live a holy life sometimes, it was tough, right? Sometimes I say, God, if I do it, it can kill me. <laughs> Just kill me. This, if, if I near it, death, take me. And God is just looking at you. You, you will just die for nothing. <laughs> tough. Tough, friends. Now, do you think pastoring is not tough for me? Forget the way I behave as if it's tough. Sometimes it's so tough, I, I just, and sometimes it's so tough. I don't mean years ago. I'm not about many years. I'm talking about, even till now. Yeah, sometimes it's very tough. It's very tough, you are looking for who to talk to. Yeah, it's that tough. Sometimes it is. It's tough. So I just say, babe, just sit down. I just want, don't go out. Don't go and arrange it. Just sit down like this. I just want to be talking. It can be tough. It's challenging. Sometimes you think you got a word and you go and act it out. And then it looks like, did I hear God? What was all this? It's tough. Life is tough. But at the same time, it's gracious. Let me read a story to you before we read this. Matthew, open to Matthew. Give me Matthew. Let's look at how Jesus came to the earth. Jesus, Matthew chapter 1. Jesus. Go to verse 18. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Our friendship is still intact. Yes, sir. Tell me the truth. Is it still intact? Yes, sir. All right. Now, the bed of Jesus was as follows. After the mother was betrothed to, to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Friends, that's tough. That's trouble. Now, is, is this not a miracle? It is, but at the same time, it has a, this, this experience has a dual, dual implication. Oh, the, the God is coming through my belly. Wow. It's tough. So whenever everything God puts in you is amazing because it's God that put it in you. But the earth will give you a bad... A, 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 eh? 
Yeah, the, the, the word will counter. They'll give you a cold shoulder. Yeah. This word gives a cold shoulder to divine things. Yeah. Are we together here? Yes, Tough. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. 19. Then Joseph, her husband. Can you see? So she was found with child of what? The Holy Spirit. Where is the Holy Spirit? In the realm of God, the supernatural realm. Joseph, a human being. A husband, a human reality, an earthly reality. Though he wasn't just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. So that divine thing inside her, she started to go through. So she'll go and see Joseph. The first time she told Joseph, <laughs> Joseph smiled. I said, no, 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 no. I know Allah, Holy Spirit. No, 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 if I announce, if I shout this thing out, you know they will stone you. I don't want, I don't want you to die. I don't want you to the point of death. More will just end this thing secretly. No, no infuriate me. Just they, they go. And she carried something from God, but she was experiencing a tough response. Let's read I need you to appreciate that that it came from God doesn't mean it won't be tough. Yes. That the prophecy was from heaven doesn't it will be tough. It's going to be tough. I don't know if any pastor told you, but this one will tell you. Tough, man. Tough. Now, it won't always be tough. But the process is always But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take you, Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Right? Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. So he just rushed, did the bridal stuff, everything, and they married her. Right? Yeah. Now let's read. So they have joined, they have brought him into the, into the trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the man was going to just put her away. But now he's been brought into the trouble. Then in chapter 2, we began to see the story of the wise man, right? The wise man who came to, you know, to, to greet Jesus and all of that. Now let's go to verse 11 of chapter 2. Eleven. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another 
another way. That was the, uh, the, the, the wise men. Now, they went from worship, eh? and um, they had to go through a long journey. Are you together with me? Because immediately you link what God is doing. Immediately you, you, you are part of what God is doing. The world is going to give you a cold shoulder. Things don't remain the same. Anytime you want to carry divine destiny or divine thing, don't think because you have obeyed God that God said it and I did it, everything will now be smooth. No, 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 no. It will look as if God never said it. To be tough. Are we together here? Are we here, friends? Now, verse 13 says, And when they, had depart- then when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. Be thou there until I bring the word. For Herod will seek the child to destroy him. Friends, oh, listen to this. This is, this is God. This is God. But when God came to the earth, eh, it was tough. Only my God, any evil. But nobody by my back. Only my God, you are God, you are the greatest. You have Cherubi and Seraphim. But ah, Nibi by my back. So even when God came to the earth, he had to tell Joseph, Oh, welcome, Prito. Men are not going to kill me for this. It was tough for, for Jesus, tough for Joseph. It's a bad world. It's a fallen world. It will be tough, but there will be victory. I don't. I don't want you to equate toughness for loss. That's the challenge. A lot of us equate when it's tough, we think we are losing. No, you are winning. That's why it's tough. It's because you are going contrary. The whole world is going another direction. If God leads you different, the wind will be adverse. It will be contrary. Until you, until you pick up and get and move on another wind. But the first time you start the process, it's going to be tough. But guess what, friends? So far, God has spoken to us. No matter how tough it is, we keep moving. Oh, I said we keep moving. I said we keep moving. We don't, we don't equate ease to the will. That is, what is simple doesn't mean it's God. What is God is what God said is him. Yeah. It's not because it's simple, then it's God. No, is this, is this God? I remember, sorry, sorry. But I remember when I was going to get married, I was one girl then I wanted to marry. I really liked that girl. She, I just liked the girl. The girl used to do me like Steve and Pharaoh. <laughs> she would just be treating me like one Asian king. I said, Kai, this one. This one is good. Then there's another one. That one used to show me Pepe. Hey. So I was praying to God. I said, God, this one, this one does not give me wala. So what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? How do you want to say me no? So I'm a person. So I went to pray to God. 
God told me, if you marry this one, that one I wanted to marry, I said, if you marry this one, you are not going to have any problem. Now, I'm not interpreting a dream, not interpretation. I'm saying, a man just came and said, all right, concerning your prayer point, so this is my response to the prayer you asked me. That's the dream. So you said, who should you go for? This one will not give you any problem. You guys are going to have it fine. No problem. No issue. You won't be quarreling. This one, you guys are going to have it very stormy. But make sure you don't look at her. Look at yourself because I'm going to use her to work my patience in you. And I woke up. I said, you still never talk and direct me. I said, you didn't say, marry this one. What's the point I'm making? That it's simple doesn't mean it's the Lord. And that it's tough doesn't mean it's the Lord. That he said it means it's him. Friends, I'm grateful that I followed him. Tell you the truth. So the process is not fun. But friends, the process is fulfilling. Growth is fulfilling. Growth is not fun. Growth is fulfilling. Listen, when you are growing the way God will have you grow, there's going to be an alignment with whatever you see outside and what you see inside. You, you, see, you will be together. You will just know. Things might not be fine, but you just know it's okay. Why? Because, you see, oh my goodness, let me say this. The major thing Satan wants to do to you is to disorganize you inside. This, Satan doesn't mind you organized outside, but can I have you disorganized inside? The man is the man within. The man is the man within. So what he wants to do is to mess you up within. But you know what growth does? When you are growing the way God will have you grow, you will just have, there, there will be, I don't know the word to use, there will be, there will be this sink, there will be, there will be, there will be some holy, holy music, holy, what's music? Symphony inside you. There will just be alignment inside. You just know, you see, you, you just know, death will not even scare you. That's it. When you step away from growing the way God will have you grow, there will be disorientation inside. Inside. Growth is so fulfilling. Friends, growth is so fulfilling. Friends, see, as we have grown as a church and keep growing, I feel so fulfilled. Do you know why I feel so fulfilled? Because there is no law have broken inside me. Listen, I have not broken one law to get you here. Do you know how that makes me feel? Do you know how someone one day said I did not collect anybody's gold? Or, and do you know how that makes me feel? Like zero gimmicks. I feel so okay inside. Zero gimmicks. No gimmicks to get money. No gimmicks to get anything. Like zero gimmicks. Like I'm doing nothing out of what God have me do to get you here. I'm even at the extreme. Like zero gimmicks. No beautiful, special marketers trying to get you inside the service or doing nothing. I'm just, 
I just feel so fulfilled. I live here, just take a walk to the office, and I'm just okay. I stand up to preach with so much ease, without stress. There's nothing I'm trying to do that must not spoil. So easy, so stressless. Because of growth. Why? Because if I walked out of how God wanted me to grow, and I responded to the ways of the world, I would need to keep doing that to sustain what's happening. If we got here by a lie, I would need a lie to keep going there. And the more I continue the lie, the more I will be disorientated inside. I will be something else. And someone else inside me. And anytime I'm preaching, my wife is like, mm-hmm. But you know what it means to be able to preach? And when the thing shifts, I carry the oil. I want to oil and my wife. My wife goes on her knee because she knows the boy is bad like that. <laughs> she knows. One person you can't deceive is your wife. Your wife knows you. If you have used that person, I say, Iroko, Shagaye, Paro. After that, I say, Zai, you didn't try, oh. <laughs> Like she's eager. She wants to receive. My wife listens to my message every night. Even me, I say, the fight, when I was saying, can you reduce that thing? Ah. It's my message. So I say, reduce it. Because when I'm listening to myself, I used to sound like, <laughs> play more responsible preachers. So, so. I don't like listening to my message. Few times, the thing will bless me, but most times, I said, I only got a book. I don't really, I don't really enjoy my messages like that. It's the genuineness of growing the way God will have you grow and not adding anything. Just going to grow the way God will have us grow. If we're getting anything wrong, we allow him to cut it away and get it right. We'll just be on the track. We just want to see him and he says, faithful servant. Yes, sir. It's so fulfilling, man. Yes. Friends, it's so fulfilling. Yes. Imagine if you, are, if, if, if you have gone to steal to make the kind of, you made more money and then you, are, you want to give your offering and your conscience is judging you. What's that? You are bringing the money and say, hey, but imagine if you are doing legit business and as the thing is growing. Friend, I've seen, not I've seen, I always see in this house the offerings of people increase. I'm telling you, from zero offering, from zero offering to a thousand, to ten thousand, to hundred thousand. To millions. Sometimes I get some offering from someone like, ah, you get one here. <laughs> <laughs> because I know where they are coming from. It's so much joy. I'm telling you, it's so much joy. I see how my offerings keep growing and keep growing. The last time I told my wife, I'm going to give another offering that will change my life. He says, I like whenever you say that. Because anytime you say you want to give an offering that will change your life, the truth is your life really changes. <laughs> growth. Have faith in growth. Have faith that as you are following the Lord, there's going to be increase. Have faith in growth. Have faith. 
tell yourself, this thing that I have is going to increase. That is the law of the kingdom. It might start out the smallest seed, but eventually becomes the biggest tree. Have faith in growth. Don't just have faith in the end. Have faith in the process. Because if you are just focused on the end, you'll compromise. Listen, it's not the end that justifies the means. In the faith is the means that justifies the end. How did you get it? How? Listen, the strength of your offering is the godly principle that brought it. It's not the size of it. And that's why Peter cursed that guy and said, to to hell with you and that offering. Because the principle by which you bring in this offering doesn't make it special, no matter how big it is. But you know how yours is going to end? The principle of your offerings is going to be kingdom principles. And guess what? It's going to be gigantic. Gigantic. Listen, one of my dreams is to collect big money from you, like big money. The pastor, you can win $10 million and my prayer is simple. Anytime you bring something, I say, This is the least you bring. Amen. Amen. That was the prayer, my prayer. My name is the prayer. I say, This is the least. The Father, as this man has brought this, let this be his least. Why? Because I believe in growth. Yes. Come on, scream growth. Grow! We grow. We grow. If we are children of the kingdom, we grow. We grow. We are going to turn out to be giants representing heaven on earth. Shout, we grow. We grow. The Lord bless you. Our 15 points we've done to pick it up another time. I don't want to keep you waiting too long. God bless you.